What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Renition, joined as always by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scout and Devin Jackson. Devin, how you doing, man? Ooh, man. Uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's It's been a whirlwind of the last couple of days, uh, just with everything going on with college football, uh, everything going on with the player union potential. Uh, pretty much everything related to college football has been a lot to take in over the last couple of days. Uh, so just trying to maneuver that and trying to figure out what what the actual news is. You know, you got so many reports swirling around. It's like, uh, do you believe this? Do you believe that? So it is kind of all over the place right now. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's a good thing we, we held off on recording when we uh, we're, we're recording this Monday night. We were going to record, uh, you know, a little earlier today, but, you know, Devin's back home with his family for a bit, so don't want to be that guy. Uh, but when we would normally be recording, people thought the Big Ten had shut down for the year. And that would have just been sad. Like, we should start with the news, obviously. There have been two uh, FBS conferences that have pulled out for 2019. We've heard from the MAP conference and the Mountain West. Now, I have not done a whole lot of anything in, in the Mountain West other than watching your guy, Warren Jackson, and, and, and Trey McBride. But with the MAC, there is there's always talent coming out of the MAC. Buffalo had a couple of kids. Tommy Mo- Doyle from Miami, Ohio. Miami, Ohio. Uh, that was going to be the next name I, I, I brought up. Like Dustin Crum from uh, from Kent State. Isaiah McCoy from Kent State. Um the Bowling Green tight end, uh, Quentin Harris. Like mm-hmm. these are guys that were that are draft. You know, these are draftable players, and it's not going to be a season for them. And I mean, if all things go according to plan, the season will be kicking off about a month from now. Because remember, conference these conference only conferences they were proposing like mid September rather than last week of August, first week September. So like. Okay, three weeks. That's not a lot of time for these kids to get in the transfer portal and get out and get into a new new program. We've heard about the FCS moving to um, you know spring ball, which I mean that's great for like Dartmouth. That's great for for, for Harvard. Um, you know, and you know Northwest uh, Missouri State. That don't do a lot of good for the for Trey Lance and, and Dylan Redunds at uh, at North Dakota State. That that does them absolutely no favors. That does no good for Spencer Brown and Ellerson uh, Ellerson Smith of Northern Iowa, who, by the way, both of them transferred after that. You know, entered the transfer portal after that announcement. Yeah, that there was a James, there was a James Madison player that transferred to Virginia. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, to kind of dive into the spring football idea, I don't really think it's feasible, um, based on kind of lo- the logistics of it. I've seen, uh, where the NFL draft can move back to at least June 2nd, but I don't really, uh, if there's still power five teams having a season this year, I don't see the draft being moved back at all. I don't see I don't think see it being moved even if there's no season in the fall to be honest the NFL if they especially if they have a season but you know if the NFL decides not to have a season that gives them more incentive to stay with what they have because now they're even more eager to get back on the field and get back to playing so uh to me I don't I don't know how they're going to make the spring football work uh, the college football has had 
so many months to prepare and here we are on doomsday and no one knows what to do and here's the thing it's a combination of, of a few things we've got you know the ncaa saying that there's no feasible safe way to do this and there's also the players union and some people are saying that it's largely due to the players union that the ncaa is making this reaction and that may very well be true uh i mean i've learned not really to trust the ncaa on a lot of matters um but I do know one thing for sure, <clears throat> and we've been talking about this since March. If we as a whole in the U.S., in Canada, and across the globe took this virus more seriously than we did back in March, we're not having this discussion now. I mean, here's the problem. Wearing a mask is not a political statement. It's a matter of saving some damn lives. So I don't want to hear anyone going on about how, um, you know, uh, they, you know, I don't want to wear a mask, but I, God damn it, I want my college football. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't. And they're not mutually. They're, they're, mutually, they're, they're mutually exclusive. They are mutually exclusive terms. All right, that's like Rutgers and success. They're mutually exclu- exclusive. <laughs> I had to get it. I had to get him one. I had to get him one. I had to lighten the mood a little bit. All right, but seriously, like I don't want to hear any of this shit about how well, you know. Uh, I don't want to wear a mask, but you know the same people that are going to be complaining in September when there's no football on that, well, why, you know, this could have been avoided. Yeah, you're right. It could have been avoided if you just worn a damn mask when you went to Walmart. It could have been avoided. And it's, listen, if you look at the raw numbers, it looks like Canada is doing a lot better on this than than we are, than you guys are in the States. When you think about it, Ontario, where I live, so, you know, where Toronto is, Toronto gets about... 100 cases a day, let's say. The province as a whole get 200, 250. Now, that doesn't sound all that bad. Canada is the 10th, 12th the size of, of the U.S.? Multiply that by 12. There you go. There's what most of the states are averaging. It's still not any any better. Yeah. It's just the, the difference between, you know, 1,000 cases in a day for a country and 50,000. Both are bad. <laughs> I mean, we're being honest. If there, to me, if the case daily cases are not under by underneath 500 new ones, then it's nowhere close to being good. And there's a lot of like Florida was going bananas. They had like 10,000, 12,000 cases a day. Texas, like five, six thousand. Uh, Georgia was up a couple thousand. So like what do all of those states have in common, man. Football central. So to me, it's funny that there's people on social media that are complaining, but are the same anti-maskers. So it's like you yeah, can't, president, you can't. You're president. Yeah, literally, literally. Like now he wants to join it, but you could have made a national mandate for masks. You say oh, we yeah, want to yeah, play, yeah. but you you could have literally made the mandate, but no. I, I I think it was. I saw this earlier, and and we'll get into, I mean, I was going to say we'll get into news, but this is the news. Um, you know, Trump was on a, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, we want college football, and I wish I knew who it was. Uh, I want to say it was a player I follow, but it could have been retweeted by a player I follow. But it was like, um, you had the opportunity to do this when March came around. You know, you can't pull this now. 
Yeah, I mean it's it might have been Jaron Mangum, the 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 running back out of out of Colorado. Yeah, yeah, man, but but it's like, you know, you know, President Trump gets on there and says, oh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. You know, it's going to be gone within a month. You know, here we are five, six months later and we're still dealing with it and there's been no slowdown, really. <laughs> so it's like now it's like, OK, we've seen what the NBA did. Uh, they they went ahead and made a plan. MLB kind of half made a plan, and now we kind of see the results of that. Uh, NFL finally made a plan. We don't know if it's going to work, but it's it's something. <coughs> but college football is like, uh, you know what? We're going to leave it up to every school, individual school. They're going to figure it There's out no on commi- their own. Not having a true, you know, commissioner for all of it just puts it in in, in just absolute shambles, man. I mean, if you think about it, even the March Madness tournament literally got canceled at the very last, last second. Minute. Yeah. So, so it's like they have no they plan never to. Had a clue. They, they, they haven't had a clue from the beginning of this. It is just. I mean, we're just at this point now. Like, it's like, dude, to put this in perspective, quarantine for us started when NFL free agency was going on. Yep. We've been going through this for so long. The last time that we were able to go to go outside and we were thinking that there was, you know, absolutely going to be college football, no worries, yada, 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 yada. DeAndre Hopkins was still a member of the Texans. It's been 30 years, man, in one it year. It feels like it, man. It absolutely feels like it. And you know what? While I'm on the topic, Devin, you and I are members you know, of the draft media, correct? You and I are yeah. members of, of sports media. Yeah. Are we rooting for college football to not happen? Come on, That man. is the like, dumbest shit I have ever heard. See, the the thing is now, it's like you have these prominent football media members that are on Fox, are recognized by ESPN, all these big networks. The like, let's be real, man. No one is, like, saying, okay – Let's cancel the season. We're just being realistic of what's not happening. And don't the thing is, like, these are the same people who are like, OK, you know, just stay positive, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that's not going to do anything like the coronavirus virus is out open there. Open a prayer ain't going to do anything anymore. Like, is it is out there. We're not it's not going to get just go away because, you know, half the country is is wearing a mask and staying inside and, and social distancing like you. It's just misconception that because we're being real about the situation, we don't we're rooting for it to fail. Like we're not. Like what what sports reporter wants to not have college football and not have stories to cover and not be able to interview athletes? Like what sports media member wants to not have football that's literally what the content is driven off of? We're just basically at this point, if there's no season, we're just basically watching film from last year and just going off of that and just trying to make something out of it. Like, no one yeah, wants to do that. you know what? It's it's amazing you mentioned that because I just saw a tweet from our guy, Matt Valdivina. It's 2021 draft will separate elite talent evaluators from the rest. Basically. So and, like, and, and you know what? Uh, you know, one of the responses to it is, you know, we're going to see a lot of weird trends with players rising and falling. Caleb Farley is going to simultaneously be a top five player in the class and the sixth best player at his position. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of it's it's really a fluid situation. It's going to be a lot of guessing, a lot of guessing games. It's a lot already of enough of a shit show. We didn't need this being thrown in the loop as well. Yeah. So, I, I mean, just the notion that people think we're trying to cancel the season when literally we thrive off of games happening. This is how we do what we do. Yeah. We have like, to have games like there, there's really no way around that. Yeah. Like. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, you know, it's a good thing that the overwhelming majority are just absolutely dumping on the folks that are saying this. Anyway, I, I, I don't, I wasn't going to name names, but screw it. Like, I'm sorry to, to Joel Klatt and, and, and Clay Travis and even Jim Nagy. Y'all are missing the point entirely. It's not cancel culture. It's making sure that these kids are safe before putting them at risk. All right. And in terms of us, you know, we're lucky enough that this isn't what we pay our bills with. I doubt the people that where this is how they pay their bills are rooting for there to not be a season, you know, and they lose their job. I'm sure that that's not the case. I'd be willing to bet, I'd be willing to bet my next paycheck that there's not a single person that actually works for a living full time covering college football that is going, I don't want there to be a season. Like I said, there's no season, there's no job. Literally content derives from games. So to me, it's like, okay, now the players have spoken and they said they want to play. So. We're a lot of largely a lot of the sports media is backing off and saying they want to play. So it's now we're looking at the the presidents. We're looking at uh, the the ADs. We're looking at the heads of universities and seeing what their next move is, because ultimately, the while the players want to play is it's not even going to be up to them to make the decision. No. So it, so it's like now, obviously, we see the player unions potentially forming Trevor Lawrence leading the way. Oh, while we're on that topic, Dabo Sweeney is talking about how he's in favor now uh, of a player union for college football. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Like I said, like I said about him last week, man, a couple weeks ago, he's he's about his bottom line, man. We we saw his true colors already in the past. We know how he feels about the Black Lives Matter movement. We've seen seen how he reacts to to what's going on. Anything outside of what's going on on his paycheck. So if it's if it's messing with his agenda and bottom line, of course he he has to say this. He, he's saying exactly what he has to say because literally his star quarterback is leading it. So he's not going to say, "Oh, I don't support the union, uh, the players." I union. bet you, I bet you if if the guy leading it was was the was the quarterback at the University of South Carolina, he'd be singing a different tune. He probably wouldn't even care. He probably wouldn't even made a statement. <laughs> probably not. For being honest, no. so I mean. We take what he's saying with a grain of salt, basically. Like, I, I don't want to hear from Dabo anymore. Let me hear about your president, <laughs> your yeah. AD. I don't, yeah. I don't want to hear about Dabo you know, I, saying I, he supports something. I, I was talking to, to a player that's – that's. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is. I mean, I, I'm, I can text you who it is. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to say who it was. But I was talking to a player uh, that's been really vocal about this over the last couple of days. And – it was, you know, basically like, hey, like, I support you, man. Like, I, I want college football as, as bad as anyone else. I want the players to be taken care of because 
we don't know what the risks are for this. We don't know how likely it is that, that these kids are going to be able to be kept safe during these uncertain times. But I want them to be taken care of. I want, you know, and you know what, if that's, you know, making sure that they get same day, next day, te- you know, uh, you know, test results, fine. It, you know, whatever their demands are, go for it. All right. Like, it's getting it's getting ridiculous to the point that all it that it you know the NCAA is potentially canceling the season because the players are are, are finally learning the 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 power of their of their platform. You know, it took it all it took was a global pandemic and a civil rights movement to do so. Oh my God, this man this man Donald Trump literally tweeted a video. Of, of course, inserting himself, shaking hands with the Army players and Alabama players and whatnot, saying we want to play. So that just goes to show you, man, like now now he's stepping in. So I, I don't even know where we go at this point. We literally have the president of the United States stepping in on this issue when he could have been the reason this issue could have been eradicated. So. <laughs> as as essentially that in a nutshell. So I I mean I don't I don't even know what to say about 2020 anymore, man. Just... Yeah. And here's the thing. I mean I know that this is small compared to everything else that we've talked about. There's no season. The hell are we going to talk about for eight months? <laughs> basically, <laughs> basic, basically we're we're going to be like, all right, we're going to take these five players. We're going to talk about him this week. Uh, we're going to go back over the conferences. We're going to talk about. Uh, man, look, I'm, there's, there's, listen, we're, um, (laughs) my third time through the, 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 uh, uh, the American Athletic Conference, I have learned that, uh, Memphis has a left guard at some point. (laughs) Listen, this is going, if we have no scene, this is going to be the most in-depth (laughs) <laughs> analysis of a draft class I have ever seen. We're literally going to watch 800 prospects. Dude, I'm already closing in on 200, and literally it's not even Labor Day yet. But we have actually have lost in all of this. We have players that have declared for the draft. That is correct. And I don't think that we had mentioned it on last week's podcast. I, I don't think we did either. Caleb Farley? <laughs> I think you and I well, both well, you had, know, we did talk Caleb about Farley. Farley. Yeah, he had declared. Uh, Micah Parsons, neither of us are shocked that he that he declared. This is a top five player. He's my top ranked defensive player in the class. He's three overall. Um, <coughs> it's really, uh, excuse me, really not too much to, to to discuss with him. The one that's intriguing for me, actually, there's a couple. Rashad Bateman out of, out of Minnesota. Um, and he got a great glowing endorsement from from Coach PJ Fleck, which you love to see. Oh, James Franklin also gave a glowing <laughs> uh, endorsement to Micah Parsons too. Oh yeah. Um, but you know he's going to be interesting because I mean the film is there, but people are going to be debating his forty time until February. Yeah. Uh, and then let's Greg Rousseau, man. If ever there was a player that needed another year of film, it was probably Greg Rousseau. But just based off his traits <laughs> and talent alone, he's still going to go first round. Oh, absolutely. 
but I, I, that's going to be a humongous risk for whatever team takes him. Oh yeah. Cause the, yeah. the film, the film, I mean, it's there sometimes, but I mean, he still has a whole ton to work on. Now, I mean, he could easily get a trainer and whatnot, but you can't substitute football reps for training. Um, nope. so we'll maybe we'll see what happens with the senior bowl. I mean, they might take some underclassmen. So if he, if he has the opportunity, he, he has to take it. Yeah, man. Um, Oh, Jalen Twyman too. Oh yeah, Jalen. Twy- you mean the interior defensive lineman one? <laughs> that's that's quite the hot take these days. Yeah, I know. And you know what? Y'all that have that have Marvin Wilson are just wrong. <laughs> but yeah, our, he, our he guy, declared. He declared Dante, as well. Our guy, our guy uh, Dante was talking about Marvin Wilson because I said that he ended up on the ground too much, and I said, yeah, he he did end up up yeah like uh, he ended up on the ground because he was running fools over. I'm like that just shows he doesn't have good balance. Right. <laughs> Basically. Uh but yeah, that that that's my hill to die on. Um but yeah, like so far we're up to like a handful of guys and I expect that list to get bigger. Uh I'm I was a little surprised Trevor Lawrence said said that he's he's going to come back and Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell. I'm, I'm a little well surprised. while I'm surprised, I'm also kind of not These guys with are those couple players. players. So yeah, but I, I'm not really surprised about Trevor Lawrence. He really seems like he loves Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he probably wants to get back to the national title game, to be honest, and win. Uh, he just seems that, like that type of guy. Well, it might be, you know, advantageous <laughs> for him to go ahead and leave, but, um, you know, another year of film might do him well. Maybe another year of development and those flaws that people see in him. Can you know easily get corrected? Same with uh, Sewell. Uh, same with Chase. Uh, a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, you just play with Joe Burrow, so we don't really know what you can do." But you know, he balls out again this year. I mean, just another another reason to take him in the first round. Already have plenty of reasons, but yeah, I mean, it's good to see Justin Fields. You know, he's also part of the, of course, the union and and, and trying to make things work. Um, so I mean it, it's it's surprising, but at the same time it's not because like the guy it seems like the guys that did opt out, uh, with the exception of Russo, they may have had like family kind of things, family ties to it, you know, or just didn't really have nothing else to prove. I mean, for Micah Parsons, he has a kid as well, so that was kind of also another factor in him opting out. But you know, for Farley, uh, I think. You know, fam, more family things, but also, you know, he was dealing with a back injury, I believe. Uh, so he, he probably didn't want to risk that further. Uh, Twyman, I really don't know too much about him. Bateman, um. I think Twyman's got a kid too. Yeah. Uh, I think, I, I don't really know much about Bateman's situation, but he probably just thought, you know, why, why risk the injury or anything like that, especially with things up in the air. So to me, I mean, you can't blame a player for going either way. Um, you've just got to do what's best for you and, and figure out your situation. But I think Trevor Lawrence brought a good point last, last night when he was making that thread. Uh, a lot of players feel safer at the university than they do at home. Yeah. Uh, I think that speaks volumes about the state of America and the fact that people just refuse to wear masks. You got star players saying they don't want to be at home literally, literally because people 
are not being safe in social distancing. You know, at least at the universities, they have the medical staff. They have the, the ability to test multiple times a week. Um, now it's just a fact of I don't understand why the NCAA just didn't come up with a plan like, OK, we're going to do this across all the universities. We're going to pump money into the universities that may not have the resources to make sure we get football on. So to me, it's like either one, they just didn't care about getting it or they just didn't want to spend the money. Mm-hmm. So I, um, and the NCAA just confuses me every day. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing's changed on that front, but I mean, man, I'll, I'm going to be totally honest with you. When we, when we stopped recording last week, I assumed that this week we were just going to be like, so, uh, since you had talked a lot about the, the, the group of five guys that we would just be talking about that and you'd be letting me know cause I'd be, you know, setting out on that journey soon. And now two of those group of five conferences aren't having football, so. Yeah, the I Mac mean, was a, a good bit of players that I watched are from the Mac. Yeah. So that was like a crushing blow. I mean, I got a good bit of Mountain West players too, but it's like, dang, man. <laughs> the Mac, man, how, we're going to do on Tuesday and, and Wednesday nights when the right? Mac is just randomly on. <laughs> right? Like, dude, this is just, it changes on like a completely it, it it changes on a whim. So, I mean, we're going to have to pay close attention. And it, it sucks that we basically just did a news podcast with nothing else because we don't know if there is going to be college football. It's it's growing. Like, we're recording this now on August 10th. And, I mean, we should know. We, I, mean, we, appa- we, I mean, apparently to multiple reports, the, the Big Ten and the I think the, the Big 12 or Pac-12 or one of those other conferences are supposed to announce they're not going to be having a season in the fall. But it seems like every hour is changing. Like yeah. there were like at least 15, 20 reports today, sources say, sources say, but nothing from the Big Ten. So either that tells me that they're putting out feelers to see – what the reaction is going to be, or two, they honestly haven't made a decision. There's a split decision in the room. So to me, the the crazy thing is, like, they said, like, 12 of the 14 teams voted to not have football, but I don't understand that when Ohio State has been vocal that they are not, they want to play. Penn State has been practicing, and they literally have been having fall camp. And they're saying it was like Nebraska and Iowa that were the two teams that didn't want to. Like I, I, I don't get it. Like I, I that's why I, that's why I tweeted what I tweeted earlier. Like we, I won't, I will not tweet that the Big Ten is done until I hear from the Big Ten that it's done. Like you can't. To me, like there are certain people that when I hear news from or see news from, I know that it's a hundred percent gonna be it. But when you have these newspapers and, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, obviously I'm part of the media. I'm not trying to disparage them, but if their sources are saying one thing, but there's been no official announcement, you know, it, now you're, you're basically playing, uh, a plane of, you're walking a fine line between, okay, is this real truth or this is just what you're hearing? And to me, a lot of them are reporting like this is done. Like, Instead of saying sources say they're leaning towards not playing in the fall. To me, that's a more responsible report than saying they're not having football this season, especially yeah. when it's been 
like 10, 12 hours now, and literally there's been no announcement from them. So, for sure, man. I mean, we could we could go on about this all day, but I mean, I guess I guess we just got to keep our ears peeled for this. Um, now, oh, yeah. one more one more thing go I, for I for, forgot to mention. Uh, we at Blue Chip Scouting have a mock draft out. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. It, uh, we, did, it, we did a we did a chaos mock draft. So it, that I dropped today that. Uh, over at Blue Chip Scouting, so uh, y'all can go check that out. Um, I was in charge of the AFC West and the NFC West, I believe. So I did the NFC East. Uh, those were four of the easiest picks I'll have to make. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I think I spent maybe about a minute total just rounding up which, what uh, teams were needed. So, yeah, definitely go check that out. I'm still in the process of the SEC. Um, I think I had gotten started on it uh, last Tuesday, and some things came up along the way. It was a busy week for me. I wasn't able to uh, get really as much as I wanted done for it. I'm about halfway through, and then it's group of five guys. Um but, Devin, to try to end on a positive note, uh, this is episode 47, so we are still getting very close to, uh, to episode 50. Um, that's gonna be, uh, three weeks from now, right around Labor Day. Uh, we got something really big planned. Uh, you know, we're, we're teasing it, don't wanna, don't wanna, to let you guys in on, you know, on it all the way. Um, but yeah, we got something you know big planned. Um, you know, I, I and if you know if you've listened, you probably have a, a good idea. I mean, we've talked about me setting up the office before, things like that. So you probably have a decent idea of where I'm going with this. Um, but yeah, um, till next time, wear a damn mask. Um, follow me on Twitter, Mike H underscore Draft. Follow Devin on Twitter, RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter, Big Shots Pod. Follow Blue Chip Scouting at Blue Chip Scout. Check out anything Devin and I write because it's all gold. It's all gold. You heard the man. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, that's the thing. I'm going to get a ton of writing in if this happens. And you know what? The people do love my smart-ass comments and my, you know, uh, in the articles, the people love it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely you you anything related to a bad team, you you can find something hilarious in it. Yeah, yeah, man. Just like uh, what was it uh, with Michigan uh, having uh, uh, McCaffrey at quarterback over Shea Patterson is like saying that uh, getting ice cream is better than taking a right hook from Mike Tyson. <laughs> That is one of my favorite ones I think that, I've ever that is written. That is hilarious because literally Brent <laughs> Venables' son tweeted he would take a right hook from Mike Tyson to have a college football season. I mean, there you go. I didn't even know that. That just happens to be a happy tie-in. Um, but, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, f- subscribe to Blue Chip Scouting on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to get more content, uh, ready to be posted. Uh, there's been some things going on that have kind of kept all of us at, at Blue Chip, uh, you know, uh, occupied. Um, but yeah, 
until next time, guys, wear a mask. Uh, if there's no college football season, then I don't know. Maybe Devin and I are going to have to start talking about the NBA, which is going to be weird on a college football podcast. Maybe maybe we just throw people for a loop and just, just have Haley on and just we, we just start talking about WNBA. Why not? Why not, man? She dropped, she dropped so much knowledge on us and make your head spin. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out to Haley McGoldrick, my good friend. Um, but yeah, until, until next week, guys. Um, take it easy. Stay safe. Wear a fucking mask. <laughs>